Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a podcast from The Bugle. The monastery bell rings, calling in the brothers from their medieval tasks. Beer brewing, giving alms to the poor, laboriously bedazzling capital letters with gold leaf and pictures of a charming little frog with a massive human penis. I don't know, this quill is f***ed. The brothers gather in the great hall to discuss godly matters, the doings of great lords of the land, and also, as always, The Gargle. Sonic Glossy Magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for Visual World. This is The Gargle. I'm your host, Alice Fraser, and your guest editors for this week's edition of the magazine. All of the news, none of the politics, are Tom Neenan and Tiff Stevenson. Hello. Welcome. Before we wait in line to get on the bus that is this week's top stories, let's have a look at the front cover of the magazine. The front cover of this week's edition of the magazine is Joe Rogan posing provocatively calling for a TikTok ban. Do both of you have TikToks? Are you all over the TikTok? I'm not all over it, but I am on it. I do not partake in any of the trends or do anything. And occasionally I upload a video and let people argue in the comments. That seems to be the the form on there. Tom? I joined TikTok and the following things happened. That's every TikTok video, right? It's like a woman with that voice <laughs> reads something and then there's like a little clip that you see afterwards. That's all I, I know. I lurk on TikTok like every man over 30. I, I don't think it's a woman who has that voice. <laughs> you say she is the most robot. busy voiceover woman in the world. <laughs> Going to every TikTok. She's great. I'm on the gargle. What did Joe Rogan have to say about TikTok then? He said it was Chinese spyware. He said uh, he didn't like it. Um, it's tough, you know, there's this crisis of masculinity in today's society, you know, Andrew Tate and Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan, which are all very different on different ends of, of a spectrum of, of providing masculine role models to men who are discontented yet have no existential problems, you know. It, 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 yes. I feel like, I feel like there's, it's just for the man who romanticises an age in which you know, might ruled. He projects an assumption that despite being completely ineffectual now, he would be far more empowered and fulfilled if someone were trying to murder him with a spear. (laughs) 
Inspired by Jordan Peterson, I have got no problems in my life, so I create them by giving myself a digestive problem by only eating raw meat. That is the, uh, <laughs> the solution I have found. It's nice, actually. Jordan Peterson is self-help. It's just no one wants to hear it uh, from a woman <laughs> if you're that type of guy. <laughs> so, so Jordan Peterson, just coming and doing a bit of tidy your room. If your mum says it to you, you'd ignore it, right? <laughs> if Jordan Peterson says it, oh, you're going to tidy your room. I guess. Yes, it's the weak influence of the effeminate in society. Are you saying John Peterson is, is in the thrall of big mum? In which case, yes. I, I'm absolutely thrilled to hear that. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I quite enjoy a Joe Rogan on occasion. Uh, I can't get around Jordan Peterson because I feel like he's about 80% really sane, just useful, pull up your socks advice, and then 20% <laughs> sort of a Jungian psychoanalysis that I wouldn't give good marks to if it was in a if it was in a university essay, and then <laughs> completely deranged. A mad five minutes where where he had a complete breakdown over the fact that someone didn't make his dick hard on a magazine cover. You know, we've got to <laughs> bear in mind that this also happens. What I feel is quite interesting about Jordan Peterson is a lot of the time it's the sort of facts not feelings. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people who are like facts not feelings. Facts don't care about your feelings, and they love. Jordan Peterson, but quite a lot of his stuff is just moralizing out of his religious beliefs, which is ultimate feeling over fact, is it not? It's true. Good point. I just feel like for all those guys who think they'd do better if they had a, a legitimate target for their inchoate rage, unless you're an elite sports person, you would have been f***ed the moment a warlord decided to take your wife. Like, <laughs> and I'm sorry, but you can't leave warlords a Yelp review, so there's no outlet. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that um, that Jordan Peterson does occasionally come out and say that he's wrong or more recently has been so that he gets it wrong. So I, I think that's quite an admirable. Oh, yeah, I disagree with that. I don't know why I said that, which <laughs> seems to be harder to have the space to do in, in you know, uh, so I, so I will give him props for that. That is a very good quality. Uh, yes. The satirical cartoon this week is Mariah Carey announcing the official beginning of the Christmas Carol season on the 1st of November. That's just a real thing that happens when you give celebrities cultural clout. Mariah Carey gets to announce when Christmas begins. It's not the 12 <laughs> days of Christmas. It is the 60 days of Christmas. And it oh starts by her starting to rake in royalties again for All I Want for Christmas is You. Which, to be fair, mm -hmm. is a bangin' song. 100%. I would ask, though, Mariah, where's your poppy? We've got to get through poppy season before we get to Christmas season. Those are the rules. It's pumpkin, fireworks, poppy, Christmas. That is the order that it's got to be. I do like Mariah's anti-capitalist message, though. All she wants for Christmas is you. No presents. I mean, that depends on how cheap human life is in the post-apocalyptic wasteland that Mariah Carey rules. That's either anti-capitalist or the worst kind of capitalism, isn't it? That's... <laughs> Top story now and Elon Musk news. Elon Musk has uh, the dog ha that has caught the car, the self-driving dog that has caught the self-driving car. <laughs> he has bought Twitter. He is now the lord of Twitter, the, 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 the lord of all he surveys on Twitter. He's, uh, he's un unleashed free speech, which has been uh, well and truly proven by the massive surge in the use of slurs, which is always <laughs> nice. He's made all sorts of claims, which is his favorite thing to do. His favorite thing is to make big claims. He's brought in programmers from all his other companies to come in and chop Twitter up and fix it. He's doing the kind of uh, inspiring slash terrifying announcement that if you were an employee at Twitter would make you 
desperately want to uh, run for the hills, things like, you know, you need to work 24 hours a day until we've fixed everything or else you go down this rubbish chute and be fed to my sharks. <laughs> you know, that kind of great HR policy stuff. Tom, Neenan, you're on Twitter. Can you unpack this story for us? Certainly. I, I think, though, I'm the only... This is What this site includes is the your check mark. Now, I think I'm the only one uh, today on the Gargoyle who doesn't have a, a, a... They call it a blue check mark, but it's actually a white check mark in a blue splodge. So I want to make that clear straight away. <laughs> Are you both verified? I'm verified, yes. <sighs> I mean, not that I had anything to do with it. It just happened. Maybe you're the cooler one now. I feel like being unverified is going to become cooler. So I feel like this is a historical um, sort of timeline here. If mm-hmm. you became verified sort of spontaneously, Tiff, I had to apply to be verified after someone was pretending to be me. Oh, no. Uh, and Yes, uh, which I don't know why anyone would. It's not easy to be me. Uh, I can only imagine it would be much harder <laughs> to pretend to be me mm-hmm. uh, because then you wouldn't even be feeling authentic while you were doing it. So I, I did have to apply at some point, but it wasn't a difficult application. Then it became more difficult, uh, and now apparently you're going to have to pay $20 yes. a month. Uh, so for just $1 a business day, uh, you too could sponsor a needy child. <laughs> ha- ha- hang on. It was 20 but as we've seen from haggling between Stephen <laughs> King and Elon, like he has literally sprayed his musky scent all over Twitter. <laughs> like, you know, he's like marking it like immediately. So he came, he did say it was going to be $20, Alice. Then Stephen King was like, I'm out. Mm. Like, And then, it, then Musk treated it like he was down Petticoat Lane trying to buy 20 pairs of socks for a fiver. <laughs> he was like, oh, what about $8? What about $8? What about crypto and club card points? You know, like this is where we're going to get to with it. So, I mean, who knows next week whether it'll be actually he starts paying everyone so this is the problem with billionaires i think which is that they want you to pay to have a kind of elite experience because that's what they do billionaires Mm. pay to have a nicer experience of life and the only way to make that worthwhile is to make the normal experience of life horrifying this is why they have airport lounges because the actual airport is unbearable to be in and they've made it unbearable to be in because they want you to pay for the airport lounge so this only works if the like general experience of twitter is so full of like ads and micro payments that you mm-hmm. cannot bear to exist in it and so you will then pay 20 pounds just to be lifted among the, uh, above the seething mass of crying children who are shitting themselves <laughs> and trying to sell you <laughs> nfts they just want to be landlords everywhere yes even in cyberspace whether it's meta or twitter they just want to be the boss who gets to be in the slightly nicer house and the only way to do that is ruining everyone else's house it is a real case of like he's gone, the, you know, the phrase if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And he's gone somewhere that was broken. Twitter was not good. If it is broken, make it worse, seems to be his policy. So, which got you got to, got to respect it. He's thinking more Nazis, more slurs, um, have, have two tiers. At the minute, sure, there are some people with a blue tick, but basically everyone gets the same Twitter experience, which is awful. So at least we all know, you know, when we see Stephen King or when we see Taylor Swift... She logs on Twitter and has an equally bad time as everyone else. And that's quite freeing. I love that. I mean, the kind of rhetoric that surrounds this purchase of Twitter is the free speech, open market of free speech, the open, the public square, the, the free market, the public open market free square, which is a lovely <laughs> idea until you've been pickpocketed in the open market. And if you've got this kind of evolutionary Darwinian idea about how ideas work, then, mm-hmm. you know, you have an open fight and then the best one wins. People who believe in the, like, inevitably positive outcomes of evolution have not met cockroaches. <laughs> 
<laughs> you say it's like a town square. I've just come up with this amazing joke. Um, you know how like you're in a town square and you see like an advert and it's like for guitar lessons. And, uh, and yes. you're like, <laughs> but I don't want guitar lessons. Anyway, that's just my idea that I've just had. And I hope you enjoy it on the podcast. <laughs> Listen, for me, it's less about the guitar lessons mm. and more about the lesson within the guitar lessons. <laughs> Look at the, 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 yeah, the notes. It's about the guitar notes you're not playing. I got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes about as much sense as me charging Elon every time I get in a Tesla. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, and he was like, I what like, because I was sort of, I was trying to be open-minded about, I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh um, sort of when he came in, I was like, okay, well, like like Tom said, maybe we can make this a more positive experience. Mm -hmm. And there was talk of, I want creators to make money. But all you're doing at the moment is you've got these huge, you know, someone like Stephen King who just has no reason to be on Twitter. <laughs> you know, he makes millions and millions of pounds. There's no reason to give his writing for free. Mm. And when we do fun stuff and put fun stuff and fun content on Twitter, we are doing it for free. You know, I mean, with a possible down the line idea you know how directly that transfers is to selling some tickets to a thing at some point mm. but once we start charging for that like you know then it it just it makes no sense it's like me paying to have an article of mine in a newspaper <laughs> well which is an advert yeah anyway i'm excited to see what uh, twitter becomes under musk uh, i do think he has the best of intentions i just also think that he does not have the best of logics. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how those two things uh, emerge. And I, for one, will continue to count my characters uh, and see what happens. Mm -hmm. You think he has good intentions? That's interesting. I, uh, I'm i not sure. <laughs> I think he likes being sent. I think he has main character syndrome, a thing I've heard about from, from the younger people. And I think that the trouble is he's got the money to enact his main character syndrome and go, look at me, I'm the main character of everyone's thoughts at the minute, which to be fair, he is. We're talking about him right now, and he's not even on the blooming Zoom. So he's won. I mean, yeah. I mean, to be fair, everyone has main characters. In <laughs> but especially me. <laughs> Your ad section now, because you can't be what you can't buy. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Wombats. Pleasantly stubborn, benevolently non-responsive. <laughs> Wombats, if a nice round rock had a personality. <laughs> And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by The Gargle, this podcast bringing you itself. You can't be all things to all people, but you can be half a glass of water to the people who need a little pep up, but have already had too much caffeine today. The Gargle, if half a glass of water had a personality. <laughs> and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stained Glass Windows. Stained Glass Windows, for those of you who want to vajazzle the light. <laughs> It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. 
From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Solar geoengineering news now. This is a story in response to the news that the UN has released that we've basically f***ed it as far as pulling ourselves back from the brink of catastrophic heat and climate change. So people are looking for the Hail Mary, the pass into the atmosphere. What people hope is going to happen, which is that someone figures out some technology that's going to fix it all and not inevitably be the beginning of a post-apocalyptic story. This is solar geoengineering, which is where you throw some dust into the atmosphere, maybe make the atmosphere a little thicker, maybe put more clouds in the air, maybe stop the sun from burning us all up to death. Uh, Tiff Stevenson, you're the sun. Can you unpack this story for us? Um, I am the sun. Oh, actually, solo geoengineering is the tanning salon I use. So we've been heavy on the ecological disasters this year with the hurricanes, the droughts and a plague of billionaires. So we're back to discussing what causes climate change again, which is greenhouse emissions, which is what I remember as a teenager, the discussion being this hairspray is bad. This one isn't. I have to make it relative to how I understand it. So we need zero emissions. And uh, apparently, if it's not already too late, so it could be that we're the last humans to bake ourselves on this rock whilst jabbing at our swipey bricks of discontent. <laughs> or iPhones, as they're properly known. You know how they find the remains of the Pompeians in various frozen states of fleeing or holding hands? Ours will just be holding phones <laughs> or doing an, an iteration of a TikTok dance, but still holding a phone, of course. <laughs> so the discussion is solar geoengineering, which, Alice, you did explain a little bit. It's the intentional modification of Earth's atmosphere to reflect more sunlight back into space with the goal of cooling temperatures on a regional or planetary... You have to say it like that. Planetary scale. <laughs> um, basically, we're going to fry those alien bitches while we have a nice air-conditioned time. I'm just going to say it. We have enough space how it feels about this. But it says stratospheric aerosol injection, sexy, <laughs> with a thin veil of aerosols into the atmosphere to reflect away sunlight. We're back to the hairspray thing again, which I think means I understand mm -hmm. it. Basically, we need to decarbonize, which I'm not happy about because I quite like my diamonds. Apparently, <laughs> it's it, they're thinking that this might be this might be a bad thing because countries are going to use it, you know, and their material interests will diverge. But it might be our only option. So basically, if it's possible to jizz into the air enough that you don't have to stop uh, digging up dinosaurs and burning them to fuel your iPhone, uh, people will be like, okay, I'm not going to bother. And they'll just start jizzing dust into the atmosphere. I cannot imagine how this could possibly go wrong. I cannot imagine how deliberately altering the very fabric of our atmosphere <laughs> could possibly end in, you know, some sort of horrifying eternal ice age. Tom Neenan? <laughs> I think you are all being, you're not being positive enough. I think it's lovely. I think that the, it turns out the problem that we've been facing can be solved by making the world a bit more camp. And I think that's lovely. Basically, <laughs> you don't need Greta Thunberg, you need RuPaul is what you need to make everything just a bit sparklier. Because that's the point, right? Isn't it? It's this like, this fine stuff that you put in the atmosphere and it reflects, it's like glitter. It's like glitter. And the only downside is that like anyone, you know, when you get a card with glitter on it, it's like Mars will be like, oh, great. I've got some glitter on my dark side for like the next three months. And But I think it's, you know, what a, what a beautiful solution. Obviously, yes, we want people to still 
you know do the things they should be doing to to fix the uh, to fix the, the atmosphere but but why not add a little bit of fun a little bit of whimsy into into it as well <laughs> i think it's quite nice obviously you know releasing an aerosol into the atmosphere that then reflects the sun and, and sort of changes the composition is is a lot easier than some of the alternatives which are like use less carbon and plant trees you know hard stuff that is difficult to get your head around <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm all for it i think it's a lovely idea and i think it's uh you know we all it's, it's a way of relieving climate anxiety by going p.s there's a secret little thing we can do and it will solve it all but we just don't want to and that that eases my climate anxiety a lot i think <laughs> your reviews section now as you know each week we ask our guest editors to bring in something to review out of five stars tom what have you brought in for us this week well slightly um uh, late but it obviously it was halloween recently and i got a load of those sort of mini fun-sized uh sweets bags uh for the kids no one came around because why would they and um, I did nothing to make my house look like it was up for a Halloween whimsy. So, so I just I, I got to eat them all myself. But what I did is I've rated all of the different bars that you get in the fun size heroes grab bag, and so I'm going to review all of the contents of that. Uh, Cadbury Dairy Milk fun size, absolute classic, no notes, four star, four and a half stars out of five. Cadbury Caramel fun size uh, tries to uh, sort of embellish on a classic with some unwanted fripperies. Stay in your lane, Cadbury's Dairy Milk, two stars. Pearly Whirly overpowers you with its cloying whimsicality. Two stars. <laughs> Buttons, absolute MVP of the hero's bag. Really holds the team together with some clarity of vision. That's five stars. Twirl, <laughs> no thank you, one star. <laughs> flake, uh, a flake, as we all know, is just a female twirl, see above. And Fudge, <laughs> Chump and Crunchy are all a solid ballast, but ultimately not adding much to the mix. So I'm going to give them two and a half stars. Happy Halloween. Thank you. I mean, that's a that's a comprehensive review, and I appreciate it very much. I think we've learned a lot about your chocolate tastes, which is yes. that you don't like anything interesting. <laughs> <laughs> also, I feel like you've uncovered a real core issue with Halloween, which is that uh, nowadays it seems like the etiquette for Halloween is if you've got candy, you, you put out the decorations. The decorations yes. are your kind of uh, flag that signals to the tribe that it's okay for children to come visit your house. I think the problem is only for people who have inherently quite spooky houses. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If your house is decrepit enough, they're coming to get you whether you put a pumpkin on it or not. <laughs> that is true. I feel like that's the ultimate critique if you haven't done decor and a kid knocks on your door. <laughs> no. You're just... like, really? I cleaned. <laughs> Brutal. Tiff, what have you brought in for us? Following on from the Halloween theme, I came across an advert for Pet Psychic. So (laughs) I will read the advert um, because she's from Edgebaston. I presume in the accent it was written. So, um, (laughs) um, and then I will give a review of the service. Uh, All right, Babs. Been feeling lonely since mittens passed over to the other side. Do you miss Polly, even though she didn't look so pretty after she flew into the patio doors? Do you sometimes feel like your leg is being humped by an invisible force? Get in touch with Pet Psychics for you. It's for you. I got in touch. I paid uh, £700 to speak with my dearly departed goldfish, Fruit Salad. (laughs) Who did actually pass away due to greenhouse gases. This is a true story. (laughs) It was my 15th birthday and all of my friends came over for a sleepover and we went out. But before we went out, they went mad in my room with Jubilee perfume and... 
Batiste dry shampoo and impulse body spray. And then when I came back, like fruit salad and blackjack, the other goldfish named after the two sweets, were floating on top of the uh, fish tank. So on the bright side, they looked great. They did look great. (laughs) And they smelt fantastic. So uh, fruit salad said he was pissed off at being chucked down the toilet and he was trapped in some kind of U-bend limbo. So we did a bit of a spiritual flushing and now he's passed on to the other side, uh, the great fish pond in the sea. So I'm very happy with the service. I would give it five out of five stars. Uh, if you get a chance, give them all your money. By the way, the PayPal account is uh, tiffstevensonmerch.com. <laughs> Tram news now. And this is the news that a 25-year-old man in Poland has stolen a tram worth seven million zlotys, which is, I think, living the dream. He gave the tram a non-existent line number and he, he just drove it around picking up passengers and taking them further along the line. I don't understand how this is a bad thing. He was detained. Uh, I assume they set him free with a medal. Uh, Tom, you've caught a tram before. Can you unpack this story for us? Of course. It's Tram Theft Auto. <laughs> we'll a good time. Uh, so, yes, um, it's uh, what an exciting thing. Uh, first of all, yeah, like you say, he gave the completely uh, non-existent number line, 33, I mean, I think it, all of this just shows a man who is very reserved. He didn't like if I'm give something a fake number, make it a thousand, make it make it the infinity line. But he just went no nope, thirty three. That's good enough for me. Also, so I found out as well that the uh, the currency of Poland is the zlotys, or as I first read it, the zelotys. Back to <laughs> John Peets again. Um, but the thing that I can't get my head around is that he just did the job that a, like public transit workers should do. Like, he just picked people up, dropped them off, was really helpful. He might be the first person in history who, if he is, a, like, officially charged with the crime, may have already done his community service. It's, what, an absolute <laughs> hero. Um, this is a victimless I crime. I mean, maybe absolutely. it's an audition. I mean, a yeah. job interview. What do they call it in, in non-performer spaces? <laughs> like, this is the thing where somebody just yeah. shows up, even though they haven't been asked to the audition, and like, hey, look what I can do. He's like, I could drive a tram. Why not? <laughs> I love him. Is it a lot of Zlotties? <laughs> I can't tell because the pound is, you know, up and down now. So I just, I don't know where my base is anymore. I don't know how many Zlotties is a Zlottie. Uh, it's about a tram's worth of <laughs> the thing is everyone knew where the tram was like it wasn't like he sort of properly stole it yeah so he's the son of a tram driver he wanted to emulate his father <laughs> that's positive right yeah or it could it could have been that it was an effective protest about tram ticket prices you know i i know it's no soup on some sunflowers but it's something. <laughs> it could be a protest we're watching and uh, we haven't given him the due credit or coverage indeed. I'm going to do the same today. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get a tube. You can't go wrong with the tube. There's only one, there's only one tube. So what? I can't, I can't, go, it can't go too wrong, can I? And, uh, and, and do the same. Emulate my hero, whoever that guy was. Did we name him? Can we name him? It's sort of like stealing a train, isn't it? To a certain extent, you're limited by the, the tracks. Yes. Uh, if you, yeah, if yeah. you really want to go off the rails, you want to be stealing a car or, or a bus or a, a submarine. Yeah, using tram... off the rails in both senses of the phrase. There. Yeah. yeah, I feel like there's not, there's not a lot of freedom in stealing a tram. You're just sort of moving a tram either slightly faster or slightly slower than it was meant to move along. That's a classic excuse for theft. I wasn't stealing it. I was moving it. 
I was moving it from your house to my house. It was just moved. No, that's the kind of cat burglar I am. I'll come in, I'll I'll break into your safe, I'll take your diamonds, and then I'll just put them under your bed. Just just make your life slightly more unpleasant and inconvenient. That's me. The other day, uh, for 10 minutes, I stole one of those horses that's on a carousel. Nobody knew, and it would stay on the carousel, but I knew I'd stolen it. Miracle baby news now, or old sperm news now, and this is the news that uh, despite regulations that suggest that old sperm needs to be thrown away, it might still be good. If you've frozen your sperm, we might still be able to uh, get someone pregnant with it. Uh, They've discovered that, that uh, you can basically use sperm as old as, as you like. So it's the, it raises the possibilities that maybe there, there's some Ice Age man there with a perfectly preserved ball sack who could impregnate a modern woman. Uh, Tiff Stevenson, uh, you've seen old ball sacks before. Can you unpack this story? I mean, not uh, with my consent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's sperm pops for the summer, the icy treat that no one wants. <laughs> Freezing sperm for up to 55 years so that more babies can have dads that don't stick around. Hurrah! <laughs> <laughs> So we can have historic sperm. We can hang on to Einstein. Well, we can't. Like Einstein or Beethoven. The idiots, they were all freezing their heads. (laughs) I'm slowly pickling myself over time. So I think eventually I'll be good. Just keep me in a jar with vinegar. Uh, apparently like you know the idea that you could use like famous people from history they were skeptical of because apparently the world's first nobel prize winner sperm bank closed due to limited demand of course but i bet if they opened an influencer sperm bank people would be queuing up to catch that hashtag load (laughs) (laughs) i hate everyone like the idea that you could have had nobel prize winning sperm but no they just didn't bother and i do think like they were saying, obviously, there's ethical questions around if it was like 250 years old, you know, the genomes have changed radically and stuff. Um, but he, he said these were science fiction worries, given that sperm freezing only began in the 1950s. So we'll just have a bunch of Biff Tannons and Richard Nixons. <laughs> or on the plus side, maybe some James Baldwins, James Stewart, James D. Some good James. Bring me some good James Spunk. That's what I'm asking. If we're going to use Spunk from the 50s, make it good James Spunk. We don't want any Richard Nixons. Mm-hmm. To be fair, everyone in the 50s was called James. It was compulsory. <laughs> Are you going for the Jimmy Spunk or the James Spunk? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I mean, it's like it's like Glade Show hosts. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Jimmy. It's not in the slot. That's what they say about sperm. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, that's, a, that's horrific. Yeah. It sounded, sounded horrific as it came out your mouth, Alice, and it's still horrific. I love it. As a sperm owner myself, I love the idea that I'll be around <laughs> thousands of years in the future, still causing trouble. Because this, come, this comes from a... Um, they did a trial, didn't they? And it was from sperm frozen in 1996. And apparently everything was fine, and the, the boy that they had was perfectly healthy... The only downside was apparently his first words were, um, what's up? <laughs> which, is, which is very dated. Apart from that, it, it sounds good. It's, I, I'm, I'm all for it because you can... So is there a point at which uh, if ladies freeze their eggs and guys freeze their sperm, that we could be having babies born whose parents were are long gone, basically? And then, yes. isn't that just cruel? Aren't we just... Aren't we then just like genetically engineering a group of sad orphans, maybe for the the point of populating a workhouse or something? (laughs) I assume you'd let some parents adopt them. You wouldn't. (laughs) No, it's not fair. They won't understand our ways. They're from the olden days. 
So yeah, there is a point where we could just have see the the return of the workhouse, and if that, as someone who loves nostalgia, I say bring it on. That sounds lovely. Yeah, this accent, I'd be in the workhouse, so I'm less. <laughs> oh, <yeah. Well. laughs> I did I actually genuinely did a voiceover for the Guildford Spike. <gasps> really? Which where yeah, which is like 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 yeah, narrating like kind of he got quadded for a. 10 i don't even know what it was I, a lot of the words i was like i don't even know what this is yeah um but yes basically they'll you know as they're walking around the museum they'll be they'll hear me you know oh wow com- complaining in victorian <laughs> <laughs> and that's all the time we have for today's show i'm flipping through the ad section at the back uh, tiff have you got anything to plug i would like to plug my tour which is of my show, Sexy Brain, which is next year and uh, it's on pre-sale next week from the 8th. So if you actually, if you sign up to my mailing list, you can get all the details first, uh, which is uh, at tiffstevenson.co.uk. I would also like to plug Catharsis, Yay. my new podcast with the Bugle Gang and uh, this Alice Fraser is on the first episode. So that's out now. To clarify, it's not just the Bugle Gang who are guests. You have other guests. No, I'm just the first are, one. You're my first one because you're my favorite so you're my first guest yes there are there will be you may recognize some of the guests and some of them may be new to you but uh basically i act as a unqualified therapist um (laughs) and angry aunt which is how i'm describing myself to a host of comedians where we we dive into uh old gripes that need sorting out pet peeves historical feuds we're all over it so tune in for that I highly recommend it. I enjoyed being on the episode and I can't wait to listen to one that doesn't have me on it. <laughs> Tom, what have you got to plug? So I think The Hauntwing might still be on BBC Sounds, but um, as with BBC Sounds, they tend to wrench stuff off pretty quickly as soon as it loses relevance. So that if you go quickly, you might still catch some episodes of my Radio 4 show, The Hauntwing. Please check that out. Um, I did some writing on a show which, goodness knows how much of what I wrote will actually make it onto the show, but um, Prince Andrew the Musical on Channel 4. I think that's coming <laughs> soon. The brilliant Kieran Hodgson sort of is the mastermind behind that. And as usual, just follow me on Twitter until I leave Twitter, which might be next week. It might be five years from now, but uh, at Team Enan on Twitter as well. I will be doing a show in Brisbane on the 12th of November at Good Chat Comedy. It will be the last performance of Kronos. I just haven't done a show in Brisbane, a solo show, and I kind of want to because I want to see if people will come. Because if people come, then I can come back and visit my twin brother. Come buy tickets, please. I would like to see my brother again. Also find me online at Alliterative on Twitter and Instagram, A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E, or patreon.com slash Alice Fraser, a one-stop shop full of my stand-up specials, podcasts, and blogs. You get all of my stand-up specials there for free, including Kronos, which will be coming out after the Brisbane show. Uh, we have roving reporters on this show. If you would like to submit a story, at Hello Gargolas on Twitter is the place to do that. Robert Allen sent in the tram theft story this week and C-Lips sent in the old sperm story. Whoop whoop for our roving reporters. Uh, please do join them if you think of something that you would like us to talk about. This is a Bugle podcast and Alice Fraser production. Your editor is Ped Hunter. Your executive producer is Chris Skinner. I'll talk to you again next week. You can listen to other programmes from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post, Tiny Revolutions and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. The world today is angry, and not just about the important stuff. I'm Tiff Stevenson, and I'm annoyed. You're listening to this, and I know something random has pissed you off already today. So this show is a safe space for me, you, and a funny guest to relive, release, 
unload on all of those things that make modern life so, uh, well, like this. She hated me. And that's the number one thing I don't like in a person, personally. <laughs> I can take someone that I don't like. That's fine with me if I don't like you. But if you don't like me, that ruins me. No beef too old, no fear too irrational, no opinion too unpopular. First of all, it's not growing out of my brain. It's, what are you talking about? I mean, if your hair manifested the internals of your brain, there'd be a lot of people in mergers and acquisitions with tiny penises for hair. <laughs> but it's just the worst Medusa ever. From the Bugle, this is Catharsis. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com